What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of <laughs> this is a bonus episode of the Pokemon <laughs> Podcast. I'm Still your host, <laughs> SBJ. Just another, just another. I'm your host, SBJ. We are here to talk about Legends. Uh, we'll give you your full spoiler thing in a second here. Uh, but first, I have Greg. Hi. And I have Will. <laughs> Look, we, I'm technically at work at the moment. I mean, so. so am I. But Greg, you were supposed to make a statement about people oh. completing things. Was I? Yes. I mean, I've seen a bunch of completionists. People have completed a lot of video games. No, no. They've I'm talking about I showed you that I knit something and it's fully finished, ready to be transferred to its new owner. I don't recall this. I would need a wow. reminder right now immediately. Wow. Show it, show it on screen. Right here. Look at that beautiful hat. Congratulations on yes. completing a knit project. You are Thank in the you. 0.1% you, of knitters. Now you can open up an Etsy. <laughs> From one hat. Yes. Yeah. From one hat. One hat Etsy store. Okay. Uh, this is like a... We, we didn't do a mini series like we did for Diamond Pearl, mostly because we didn't know the structure of the game. Uh, I guess... If if you look at your trainer card for five seconds, you realize there's five spots for five different noble, nobles, specifically after you beat Cleaver. Cleavor. Cleavor. So in retrospect, we probably could have done five episodes, but hey, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you got a two-hour episode on Monday. You're getting another episode here. Well, and you- I mean, also, if you did like the the nobles and the ride Pokemon, which yeah, you also have like- to unlock, you could have. we could have done what? Nine, ten, yeah, we 15, could really up to sixteen. Yeah, we gotta. So, if you're baby. curious about what we're gonna talk about this show, we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about the battle system. I want to go over that again because I do think it's one of the weaker parts of the game. Uh, I want to go over the uh, shiny hunting method, and I want to go over up to all of area two, including that noble battle, and then a little bit of area three. I know Will has not seen that noble yet, so. We can just talk about the beginning area of Noble Three or Area Three because it is. We'll talk about the Basque Legion stuff because it's the water area. Yeah. Spoiler: It is the weakest of the five maps. <laughs> well, well, I'm uh, I got some some words about Area okay. Two. So, oh boy, <laughs> Area Two is a godsend compared to Area uh, Three. <laughs> okay, it. I know this is a me problem, and I'm going to state this. I would. I was running across rocks that had cracks in them. I'm like, oh, I wonder when I'll get rock smashed to crack those because that's how my brain thinks Pokemon games. Work. I've had that thought. Please tell me it's coming. As long as you have a Pokemon mm-hmm. that knows rock smash, you can use it immediately. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it needs no rock smash. I think you can just throw anything. I've. I threw a bunch of stuff and nothing happened. Mm. I threw one with rock smash and it happened. So that is my. Because I would throw stuff against those big, look like or, they can break rocks, and I've only seen happened. like three of them. There's like one on the first oh, island. They're everywhere. They're, the thing is, we're talking about different the lighting rocks. is so bad. Big, 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 huge big boulders path blocking. Yeah, boulders cracks with cracks in them. In them. Yeah. I've only seen like three of them. Like one on the first island, and like two on the second. I, I don't like know why I'm calling them the islands. The, <laughs> the whole. I ran into a bunch. I don't think it needs. I think you just throw any. Because I feel like I, I threw, threw a Glammy out one and it broke it. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Glammy out ain't no, don't got no rock smash on her on her. I can't say but I haven't tried you, anything. You are <laughs> correct in the game tells you nothing in the sense nothing. you just see it and you don't really think to like just throw a Pokemon. Well, I did think. I hope I get that move. 
because I yeah. hate these things blocking my way. Uh, the way I've been thinking about it is, oh, there must be a ride Pokemon that like will charge this to smash it open. That was my other thought. I didn't sort of. Put... I, I I may have been like distorted a bit by Monster Hunter stories, where it's like, oh, if you're riding this monster, it has these terrain effects. If you ride this monster, it has these terrain effects. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just need the Pokemon that does that. Can we, uh, before we, I don't want to start off the show complaining about the battle system, but I do want to complain about I'm not complaining about the battle I'm just saying use rocks. Oh, no. No, I'm just saying that's one of the topics I want to get to. Let's talk about the story real quick. Uh, Because you guys always make fun of me for not reading or not caring about the story, which for the most part, there is some truth to that. Uh, There's a lot of truth to that. Not some. (laughs) There's a lot. So I had to sit you down and explain Final Fantasy XIV to you. So I think... I think that at least the way I play video games, and I feel like I know the way I play video games, there has to be a pretty good hook for me to care about the story, because I've definitely been burned in the past where a game starts off very story heavy, and I'm like, this is cool, and then I start playing it, and I was like, I hate the way this game plays, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to, like, I'm mad that I've invested myself in the story, and now I have to suffer through the gameplay, right? And that was Mm -hmm. my worry with Destiny when it came out, and I ignored all the story stuff. I got about seven, eight hours into Destiny, and then I was like, you know what? I do kind of care, and then I went back, and I, Destiny's maybe the worst example because their story is so convoluted, and you have to mm-hmm. like go to websites, and you got to buy books, but I did all that because I genuinely did end up caring about the story. I will say, so far in Legends, I'm like, this is fine, right? Like, it's a Pokemon story. I do think the the falling out of the sky with a cell phone, I thought that was a great opener. There is a character on the fourth island and once I met them, now I care. Yep. Interesting. And, oh, yeah. Everything, and I, everything changes wildly. Yes. Here's the thing. And I, I've, said, I've said this to other people. The story itself is pretty much a paint-by-numbers anime trope. Like, they don't really stray much from what you would get out of a standard anime. If you really are into world lore and Pokemon lore, this game is rich with story. But if you only care about the main story, it isn't it isn't that surprising. They do throw they have thrown one major curveball uh where I was like I did not expect this to happen, but that's one area so far out of 5 that I've been to. Are, you, are we talking so, about the same area the, the fourth area, right? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a, the curveball happens there, and it's not. I guess it's it's a somewhat expected curveball if you thought about it a lot. But the story is a paint by numbers storyline, but it's the side quest and filling in the world that's really drawn me in. I think they do that really well. But the main plot line's pretty. I don't know if it's straightforward. I, I, I the thing I was thinking about too is like on the second island, which I guess this is a good transition. You meet the. Uh, like budget shadow triad, like, like the, I love them. It's oh, like, the 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 women, the sisters, the women. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like misfortune chance and clover. Yeah. yeah, I say I say shadow triad triad because they both throw down the like smoke to disappear. Yeah, they have they are anime ninja trope. I I do like the characters are based off other characters, right? Like the farmer guy is based off Gardenia. But also, at the same time, like, I remember the Candace character, because that's, like, a big joke when we do Pokemon Master Polls, yep. obviously. She's part of the Shadow Triad. She, like, obviously, it's very Candace. 
I just can't remember their names because when I look, I'm just like, oh, that's Candace. Like, I don't know what? who the, I don't know who the leader of the Shadow Triad is. I just know that it's based on Bertha slash Agatha. They have names. I know, but I can't Clover, remember. Coins, like, I don't know chance. what the farmer dude's name is. I just know that he's based off Gardenia. And then the like. Oh, do you mean their names in the game? Yes. Even though I just literally just said their three names: and Chance, I, I, Coin, <laughs> and Clover. They both. They all three start with C. Yep. I don't know if that's like. I, I think one of the great parts I do like about Pokemon, specifically playing Pokemon Masters, is like I know who these characters are, right? Like, well, you'll learn them. You'll learn them in time. But does Pokemon Ma- is Pokemon Masters going to be adding like? Of course, because Pokemon Masters, otherwise it's just Cheryl's. <laughs> Cheryl's right. on top of Cheryl's <laughs> for all eternity. Yeah, we, all well, the, the, the the bad part about Pokemon Legends, where is our Cheryl ancestor? <laughs> where is she? So the okay, so then the woman who is the Warren caretaker for Ursaluna is the grass guy from Kalos. Right. Is that right? Okay. Oh, is that who she's supposed to be? Yeah. She's got the same sort of pouty face. Okay. And and she's got the big like leaf over. Yeah. She's got the big leaf over her head. Okay. But there are characters where I'm like, is this a new character or is this based off a character that I don't know of? Because when you get to Basque Legion Island, which is the third area, you have the the um, the darker skinned guy, and yep. he's in charge of Basque Legion, and there's like this love relationship between, because I think he's on uh, Diamond Clan, and then the the girl who's in charge of the Growlithe, she's on is Pearl Pearl Clan, and they have like yep. a love relationship, and they're like, oh, this is forbidden love. And because I'm in an interracial relationship, the oh first God, thing I, I so thought of was like, oh, it's because so I watched that and the, the amount I was screaming in my own home, because you're like, I pay attention and they have clearly large clan symbols on their yes. clothing. They have clearly stated the entire storyline through here that they are of two different clans. And you're like, ah. Oh, I can't believe they're in, can't date because they're an interracial couple. And I'm like, this is why people look, get mad at you for not paying look, attention. We're in the past. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what the rich history is back in the. I can feel for these people. So going back to what Greg was saying about the the environment and the story and the rich history. That so one thing I noticed, which I obviously haven't gotten as far as you guys is. In in the diamond settlement, inside one of the tents, there's like paintings of a person, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Oh, I didn't I see can't... any of that. I didn't know you could go in the tents. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can go into everything. That's the annoying thing about this game. Is you can <laughs> yeah, go into every building, but they don't tell you. Oh yeah, there's there's like the main tent, and it's like you know we we came here from, and, and we have like the, somebody came and they were accompanied by ten some things and i'm yeah. like who who was it that came with 10 somethings like ten, it was like they were accompanied by 10 okay or something. but going back to the basque legion guy is, is he a new character or is he based off somebody because if 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 he's based off marlin which is the only water guy i could think of with blue hair because the, the the guy's like bald but he has like blue eye eyebrows but marlin's not technically brown he's white He's Wh- very tan. He's whiter. He's he's whiter, but yes, he's very tan. You can tell because again, his feet. His feet. Like the joke for Marlin is he's always in the sun and water, and his feet are not because they're in the water. 
So I don't, I don't know. I can't, sometimes I can't, like, I thought that one girl with the leaf and the bee barrel, I thought she was original. But if she's based off Ramos, like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Well, I, we're sort of like. I guess it doesn't matter that much. Splitting really. hairs a little bit. Like, they are all based off of ideas to make parallels. And that, that mm-hmm. does seem to be part of the story, especially since there's a, there, the thing that happens makes you believe that there's a lot more happening uh, than these people just sort of were like, hey, we moved to this strange island and I mean, started over again. I mean, well, if you look at I, um, I think it's Archie a... from uh, oh, Omega Ruby, Archie. I mean, Omega Ruby, Apple Sapphire, yeah. he's Apple got Sapphire. darker skin. He's got darker skin. Definitely. But he doesn't have blue hair. He's got a blue... He's got a blue hat. Hat. Um, it's, it, it is... Wait, well, who's Archie's? Uh, there's like a big buff guy behind Archie. Um, Archie's Archie, a big buff Archie's guy. Archie's the big buff guy. There's not. You're a, thinking Mag. You're thinking Magma with the skinny guy. Magma with the skinny guy. No, because they have two. They have two admins. They both have a girl admin and a boy admin. And I thought the boy admin for Archie was like a bigger, buffer guy, and then the girl admin was like the like very fancy, very pretty girl that everyone likes. I mean, Archie's the big buff guy for... I thought he had a bigger buffer guy. It's possible. <laughs> I can't... Matt? I just... Oh, I think it's Matt. Team Aqua... Yeah, it's Matt. Admins. Matt. Is his name just Matt? Yes. Yeah, he is a bigger buffer guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, He doesn't have blue hair, though. He has um, his black hair. I mean, it is... So Shelly, Shelly is the girl. I think part of it is they take inspiration from things in the future. So like you can easily look at Iscan as representing Iscan, that's his name. Team Aqua. And I think that's sort of like they are all somewhat original characters, but based off of the future world, which kind of ties into the weird lore story that they're telling. Yeah. So I think I haven't obviously gotten to the game end of the game, so I'll have my wild theories then. But I I think they are meant to evoke feelings of I know these characters, but they aren't direct descendants of those characters. Like I don't know that we can I, I think everybody's saying like, oh, you'll draw a direct line from mm-hmm. Leon to Clay, and I don't think that that is a line that we can draw. Now, it's probably more like parallel universes, and right. this is like, this right. is this universe's interpretation of that character. Well, I haven't, right. I, I haven't finished the game either, but I'm... I'm uh, How is that possible? You've played it for like 60 hours. I, 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 have, shiny hit the, hunt. I have hit the 60-hour mark. Um, I like catching a lot. Like, it is, it is so enjoyable and so much fun to catch, and... When you catch a lot, you you run out of resources a lot, and then you have to farm, and then farming leads to more catching, and then you get stuck in this. Way. The gameplay loop is very good. Um, this whole game is incredibly good. I I, I guess story wise, isn't it something where like the Pearl Clan thinks that Palkia is the god, and Diamond Clan thinks Dialga is the god, but neither know that Arceus is god? Is that what they're trying well, to think? Well, so it's Sinnoh. They, they, think, they don't use they the word think, god. They use Sinnoh. They use Almighty Sinnoh, and the and. The Diamond Clan thinks Sinnoh controls time, time, and the Pearl Clan thinks Sinnoh controls oh, space. Okay, okay, okay. They yes. think it's one creature. 
Got and it. they have differing interpretations of what uh, that creature controls. I think they think that they're 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 different. I think there was some text in there that said that they implied that there were different. They 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 think of them as different creatures, but hmm. one is the one that created Hisui. Yeah, they can't agree on which they is can't the one agree that on created that. Hisui. And then you're you're neutral. Yes, and w- Galaxy just doesn't care at all. <laughs> well, Galaxy is their whole deal is. We want to we want to keep the peace, and we're not going to yes. pick either side. Got like it. we're not going to get into your religious argument, but we need to make this a town area livable. And, and just like the, it's so hard for people who don't think about these things. But just remember, galaxy are the colonizers from outside. They are they are new. They're, the people, the diamonds and the pearls have lived there forever. Forever a long time. Galaxy's been there for about six months. <laughs> and they're trying to take over. Okay. So I I disagree that they're trying to take over. <laughs> sure. So every colonizer would disagree that they were trying to take over. No, I was here for religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will made a super great point the last episode. I want to bring it up again because I didn't think we spent a lot of time on it. But the the concept of catching Pokemon and then giving them to people is such a strong... Yeah. I don't know what to call it. Like, gameplay mechanic. Like, I gave that one dude a cat, the Wurmple, right? And that yeah, Wurmple's yeah. been there the entire time. And I remember when I caught the Wurmple. And then I remember, and then I see other people, and like somebody gave that dude a shiny Wurmple. And that Wurmple will always sit out there and be shiny. And then somebody else gave that dude an, al- an alpha Wurmple, and then he just had a big Wurmple sitting next to him. And I gave the one dude in the house, he wanted a Parasect. I gave him a big Parasect, and like I completely forgot about it. And like two days later, I went back in there, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a huge Parasect in this house. It's great. <laughs> And Do you so? I'm curious about the guy because I think this happens early on. You give him a Wurmple and he wants it to be a beauty fly. A beauty fly. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best side mission in the entire game. Did yours? Did the Wurmple you get turn into a Silcoon? I think it turns into a Cascoon for everyone because the dialogue okay. is very specific. That that's what I thought. Yeah. I wasn't sure because there's a second part of the mission where it evolves when you you give him the Wurmple and it will stay Wurmple forever until you talk to him again. And when Mm. you when you talk to him again, he'll say like, oh, it's getting ready to evolve. And then I think you just have to talk to him one more time where it does evolve and then it evolves into a a cascoon for everyone. And he he calls it a Silcoon, even though the cascoon is saying cast. Yeah. And then I, something happens where I mean, maybe you talk to him one more time and he goes like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is a uh, he's like, this is a Silcoon. So, there's no way it's not a Silcoon. And then there's a quest for him in Professor's Blackboard. Yes. And that starts that storyline of him thinking that it's a Silcoon. And then you catch a Silk. He wa- ultimately he wants you to catch a Silcoon. And so you catch a Silcoon and you bring it back and you put so- both side by side. And he goes, I told you they're identical. They're exactly the same. same. It's like really great. <laughs> Uh, and then he like he like accepts that it's a cascoon, and then he like apologized to. It. I don't think that I don't know. I haven't gotten to the part where I don't know if it actually evolves though. For me, it's still a cascoon. It does. Mine has evolved. Oh, okay. But wh- uh, whatever that is, here's the like, most important question: What name did you pick? I think I be- picked Beauty Fred. I picked Beauty Fred. Beauty Fred's the best name. 
The three names are really great too, though. They're all good. <laughs> yeah, the names are great. But Beta Fred, Beta Fred made me laugh when I saw it, and still makes me laugh every time I see it. But but that just that just that mechanic of like adding to a town, which I I can't think of any other Pokemon game that really has that. But also, not only are you catching Pokemon, but you're catching Pokemon with the intent to give to people. But also, like it's it's making those memories. Like I remember catching this Alpha Krogunk, and yeah. I gave this Alpha Krogunk to this girl, and now it's always going to be there. And I think the farm is even even better example, because mm-hmm. you can put your Pokemon to do something. Like, the farm has, I think, three or four Pokemon where they want, like, I want a water Pokemon here, I want a ground Pokemon here, and I want a Pokemon with Rock Smash here. And I can give the farm, like, like somebody gave their farm an Alpha Torterra, an Alpha Infernape, and an Alpha Empoleon. And so you have these three towering Pokemon <laughs> on their farm, but like I was like, oh, I have more than I have I have more than seven shinies or six shinies. I can only hold seven shinies in my party, so I'm going to put my out. I'm going to put my shiny Golem on the farm, so he's not living in a PC. So now at least Which when I run, never going to get him back. But you can see the ones you put into the pasture too. Yeah. Yeah, but but when you run to your farm to pick up the stuff, which you should be doing, like it's cool to be like, yeah, oh, what's up? Yeah. What's yet? up, Golem? Good to see you. Um, I love it. What, I love it. I think it's a really great thing. What it does thing. is it makes the world alive and it makes you feel like your choices matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's like what is a hallmark of a good game for me currently is I want to feel that the choices that I make have an impact. And it's something you get so minimally in other Pokemon right. games. Right. You, right. I can't think of, an, I can only think of like, Black and White 2 that did some of that, yeah. where what you did carried over and it made Black and White 2 feel more like my continuation of a game. Mm-hmm. I guess you could argue um, like Secret Bases in Gen 3 was kind of like that, but but somebody had to come and visit. Yeah, uh, but you had to come. It, but your Secret Base really didn't alter the fundamental society of the world, right? Like I couldn't give like Flannery a bunch of fire type and then come back and have her being have her use those and say, hey, these have been working out great, or, you know, whatever. Like, that that level of interaction and being a part of the world is one of the strongest parts of Legends of Arceus, and why I I am very sold on this game. Yeah, I would love to see them take it a little bit more advanced, where, yes, you can switch out Pokemon um, with everyone, but also, like, more people request Pokemon, more Pokemon existing, and the Pokemon you give even matter. Like, it would be really cool where... The farm specifically, like, hey, if I put more grass type Pokemon, things grow faster. If I put more water type Pokemon, things grow slower but bigger, or something. I don't know how farming works, but <laughs> some like the choices you put, <laughs> like affect the like. Hey, this this uh, nurse, if you give her, um, you know, a Krogunk, she's better at healing for poison. If you give her a, a Chansey, she's she just heals you more or something like that. It would be yeah, backaches. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that continue. I would like to see, mm-hmm. like, if side quests continue, because they started doing side quests a little in Sun and Moon, but, like, when you fulfilled those side quests, things changed and the things that you did hung around. I would love to see that make its way forward. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I think people, I think the, like, discussion I hear is, you know, I want, the catching mechanic and everything to come back for future games. I want the open worldness to come back for future games. And while while I agree, 
I think Legends is doing a lot of like these smaller things, like giving characters Pokemon, yeah. which which like that also needs to come back. That adds so much yeah. personality and and well, it makes the world feel vibrant. <laughs> it makes the world feel like I'm actually living in a world where Pokemon aren't just fighting machines. But but it's also it's like the Animal Crossingness of it, right? Yeah. I am building mm-hmm. my own yeah, village. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With, like, these are the parts that it's very limited, but these are the parts that I get to insert, and it's a reflection of me. Yeah. And I, mean, I could even, even if see they did... people playing through the game being like, my playthrough is going to be try to get all these villagers shiny Pokemon or get all these villagers alpha Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of gives yeah. you, like, your own challenge to do if you wanted to play through it again. I mean, even if future games just had, like, a Pokepelago where I had control of an island and the people there and I gave them things and that world changed... Even it wasn't everywhere in the world, but like my own thing, like I could, I really need to hatch eggs. So I'm going to swap out this Pokemon to make that better. Like those type of things I would like to see come from. Uh, speaking of shiny Pokemon, there is a shiny hunting method in this game. So mad at you. <laughs> so, so there's a couple things uh, going. I, I will say, and I've said this on my streams, that the reason we know shiny hunting stuff exists is because of data miners. They have been wrong before in the past. They were wrong with Sword and Shield for the first two months. They kept changing. And then, as we discovered recently, they were wrong for pretty much two years for Sword and Shield. You know, it took over a month to figure out SOS technically properly. Uh, People just kind of do what feels to be right. And if it works, it works. And then maybe we refine that in the future. So just a little side note of, you know, maybe in like five episodes, we're going to be like, well, that was wrong. Uh, Here's the right way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so we know a couple things. We know that if you get a... Uh, a Pokemon Dex research to 10, it's supposed to give you a plus one extra roll. So instead of a one in 4,000 chance, it's a two in 4,000 chance. And then if you get it to perfect, it gives you, I believe, another plus two, uh, which combined with that, that's like a plus three. So ultimately getting a Pokemon to perfect in the Dex should give you ideally a one in 1,000 chance of finding a perfect or a shiny Pokemon. That's what I have in front of me in my notes. And then there is the shiny charm. So in Every So the shiny charm was introduced in one of the greatest Pokemon games ever made. That is called Pokemon Black 2 and Pokemon White 2. And <laughs> and that gave you a plus 2 roll. Now in Black 2, White 2, the odds were still 1 in 8,000. And then they changed it to 1 in 4,000 in X and Y. And so it's been plus 2 ever since. Now in this game, the shiny charm is a plus 3. But it's a little bit more tedious to get. In order to get the shiny charm, not only do you have to catch all 240 40 Pokemon in the game. Not counting the two mythicals. Can we just give me credit for my guess of two fifty? Yes, you. Get I was credit. only ten off. Yeah, you. It was like the price is right. You didn't go above. <laughs> you need two hundred and forty Pokemon to complete the decks. In order to get the shiny charm, you need the two hundred and forty Pokemon, and you need all of them to be research level ten, which might sound like a lot. It's not that hard. It's not that hard because the research level is usually to get it to ten. It's usually like catch three of the Pokemon. And it's like well, when you find them, there's usually three of them right there. Anyways. Well, so. The thing that I didn't that I didn't realize at first is if you look at the Pokedex, the things that have the two red up arrows, that line, they count as two points towards the research Mm. instead of one. Mm. So like a lot of them have catch this line. So if you catch the number like, you know, like some of them is 25, that's a five line thing, but it's almost always two up. So as long as you catch that many, you're going to get the 10. Like, it sounds worse than it is, but if you can pay attention to what on the deck's entry, 
what the boosted things are and just do those, you get to 10 real fast. Yeah. Perfect. That's another thing. So ultimately, <laughs> if you get the shiny charm, which means you have to get research level 10 of everything, you can't get the shiny charm without getting the research level 10, uh, you would have a 1 in 819 chance of finding a shiny. If you just decide, like, you don't care about shinies, but you specifically only want Roselia, so you ignore everything else, and you just focus on Roselia, you would have a, and you get the Roselia to perfect, you would have a one in a thousand chance of that Roselia. Just walking around the overworld. These are, like, standard odds. And then finally, if you perfected your Pokedex, everything is perfect. I believe you do get something, I don't know what that item is, I didn't look it up, uh, but it would be a one in 585 chance of a Pokemon to be shiny which is not as good as Sword and Shield. I believe Sword and Shield was a 1 in 555 or something with the Brilliant, but that was only specifically Brilliant on whatever, yeah. the, whatever that is. doesn't matter. Or maybe what? none of this matters that much. The method, none of this matters because Shinies are 50-50. It's either Shiny or it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, am fundamentally. Hunting, I am hunting for a Shiny Alpha... Badoo or Azalea, and I thought Alpha Badoo was a standard, like it was always going to be there, and I was very wrong. Mm. <laughs> it It is not, and my life is terrible. Can we I'm just sad. say that the Alpha Badoo, oh, he's it thick. just looks wrong. Oh, he's a thick, have you seen Alpha Starly? That's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah, Alpha Badoo makes me laugh every time I see it. Spent with his little angry eyes coming at me. The red like, eyes. Yeah, yep. bring it. Bring it. So, Let's be friends. So the shiny hunting method in this game is called Mass Outbreak. I did a whole 15-minute video on YouTube right now that you can see how it works. I walk you through it. I, walk, I also walk you through and prove that if you save where I tell you to save and if you mess it up, if you mess the shiny up, you can still get it back. And then I also proved that if you save where I told you not to save, you have a very, you have a small chance of losing the shiny. Greg is shaking his head for the uh, audio-only listeners. What, what is the issue? Uh, okay. I uh -huh. was following your method. Okay. I was hunting Pikachu. Uh-huh. There wasn't a Pikachu in the Pika back Pika. that was shiny. I reset my game. I went back to the professor. Said, take me back to village because I need a new batch. Mm. When I went to my mass outbreak, Pikachu was now a Wurmple outbreak. Mm, yes, that, that can happen. You did not say that in your video. I did. You I did. liar. I did. Oh, I did. You whispered absolute it. liar. There's a, there's you a... said it will stay there, and it did not. And I got a shiny Wurmple instead of a shiny Pikachu, and this is your fault. <laughs> a little, you owe me a shiny Pikachu. It's a little banner that comes up in my oh, video and oh, says it is possible Mr. for these to change. Mr. I don't read things. I didn't, you I didn't need say to it say loud, these things out loud. But I did. False advertising. I did, I, uh, right here, right now, go put a there's, there's a cliff down note negative in the comment. video that says it. So, hey, if it does change, you can just reset and try to re-roll for that Pikachu again. But, yes, that's the one, like, not a gripe, but... I'm so bad at you. You cannot specifically control what you're hunting for, right? Like, if I, if I booted up the game today and was like, I want to hunt for Gumi... I have no way also, of telling the game that. I just kind of have to keep resetting until Gumi appears. You don't have to talk to Ress. 
you don't have to talk to Russ technically, but you do because he's going to talk to you when you leave. Right, he's going to talk to you. <laughs> but if you're in Jubilife Village and you just go out to the overworld map, it will show you if there's an outbreak without talking. Yeah, but I, unless unless I there's something that unlocks, you have to pass. Yeah, you do have to pass him, and he will tell he will tell you he will tell you. Yeah. But I'm just saying another falsehood in your so-called video. <laughs> you can't not is like, you have to talk to Rest. He, he's like you that. Don't. He's like that hotel, you know, greeter. You you got to talk to him every time. Wait, while we're on the topic of falsehoods coming from Steve, <laughs> I just want a clarification, okay? <laughs> because I think you guys had a little memory mishap. Um, distortions do not appear. Until you unlock the second area, no. Then this distortions. Is not true. This is not true. I no. I did not get the pop up that said, "Hey, this is what a distortion you is." Get everyone, until I unlocked the second. Everyone area. gets the pop up on the second area. Yeah, I but didn't even get to get Cleaver, them. and I got like seven distortions before Cleaver. Y- yeah, you can get them before, but I still think it's tied to your star level. I had a uh, real. Just so I had a really dumb. high. Yeah, it's yeah, really it dumb. is dumb. Because they don't, they don't tell you anything they don't, about yeah. it. They also, somebody called it a giant soap bubble, others. and I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> we called it a what? A soap bubble. Soap bubble. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a dome. Because it has... Uh, anyways. It, um, I get cool. wrecked in those places all the time. You know, it is very stressful. You know, distortions would be great in Pogo. Like, if you could see on the map that there's a distortion happening in a park, and you walk to that oh park. yeah that would be cool and the park has different spawns because visually on the map there's a distortion that would be incredible yeah i'd mm. be in for that yeah, that'd be cool um especially for community days make it more interesting anyway steve is a liar anyway so if you want to see how to shiny hunt that is up on my youtube uh put giant asterisks in the comments there's not there's little there, i i I, th- I thought of it all i don't know I put, you did i spent so long on that video <laughs> and you left out vital information i'm mad here's here's the <laughs> thing about the mass outbreak odds though that i want to talk about so a base rate mass outbreak so this is like you can do mass outbreak you know right 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 before cleaver if you wanted to if, if it pops up you can do it um i believe you just have to be two stars in order to get a mass outbreak um to appear uh, I show you how to reset for a mass outbreak if you want to just start hunting. The odds of that is 1 in 158. And then we'll just skip everything in the middle. If you have a perfect Pokedex plus the shiny charm, your odds for uh, a shiny in a mass outbreak would be 1 in 128. Now, I've seen the discussions of this game is the easiest Pokemon game to shiny hunt in. Um, but I've also been around on the internet where people have said that for literally every Pokemon game that has come out. <laughs> yeah. uh, when X and Y came out, people were like, oh my gosh. Chain fishing is so broken, and ever shinies are so easy, and they do, no, yes, chain fishing is one in one in one in uh, I think it's one in a hundred. It's either one o two or but something like that. for things that can be caught by fishing, correct. So even though like yes, chain fishing is one in a hundred, there's only like twenty Pokemon that you can chain fish for. <laughs> so this conversation of oh my gosh, either and it's whatever. It's like shinies are devalued, shinies are too easy. They're just handing out shinies. This that this the conversation that's happening around legends with mass outbreaks is the same conversation we had for X and Y. Now, to uh you know, bring up everyone's memory, it's the same conversation we had all for Ultra Sun Ultra Moon in the Ultra Wormholes. Oh my gosh, they made shinies so easy. Okay, once again, there's only twenty shinies in the Ultra Wormhole. Yeah, but they really made shinies easy in Dynamax Adventures. You know, in Dynamax Adventures, uh, it's a one in a hundred chance. Yes, that is correct. With assuming so, you have shiny charm, 
for that. They ruin Chinese with Pogo. So here's the thing about mass outbreaks. You cannot control it. It's like cha- it's like Dynamax Adventure. It's like the Ultra Wormhole. It's like eh, chain fishing you can kind of control. Chain fishing you can control the three. But like a lot of the chain fishing stuff was like 60%, 35%, 5%. So if you're going for the 5%, you're probably going to get like 18 shiny horsies before you get that, five, <laughs> that, that 5%. You can't specifically control the mass outbreak. Yes, you can keep resetting until you get the one you want. But again, you know, if I boot up my game today and I want Gumi, I might see Cricketot, Cricketune, Bee Barrel, Golduck, whatever else before I get the Gumi one. The one in 158 is is a great odds. I mean, I've, I'm up to like 12, 13 Chinese in the game after five days. Most of them are, I think three of them are just random, but most of them are mass outbreak. But some mass outbreaks are awful. <laughs> they <laughs> suck. Like uh, Pikachu worm- is not fun. Yeah, Pikachu, I did Pikachu. It was it was not fun. I was very lucky Pikachu was my first four, but the other three Pikachu were very upset that I was there. Surprisingly, Silcoon is, like, I don't know why you would ever do Silcoon. Just do Wurmple 3. Like, just do Wurmple. I guess maybe you're, you could be Go and your Silcoon or your Wurmple could evolve into three Cascoons. But, like, the Silcoon outbreak, awful. I think the worst outbreak I've done is Psyduck. For whatever reason. Oh, I did a Psyduck one. Yeah, it was the, bad. You cannot throw it. This is why the third area in the game is bad. Because it's a water area. If if your Pokeball hits the water, you don't it does you have to hit the Pokemon in like the yeah. like ten percent of its head that is showing up. So since the Psyduck outbreak in the second area is in the swamp and they're all four in the water, it's really hard to hit them and you have to like bring them out of the water with berries. The targeting doesn't help with that. It the auto targeting seems to go for their body always. But the, yeah, it goes for their body, so you have to tilt you have to target it and tilt it up to hit them in the head, otherwise. Forget it. Forget and it. They yeah, get, it's frustrating. They get the side duck they get, get mad. mad. They get mad. <laughs> and when you when you finally catch like so how a mouse break also works is like there's usually like twelve in a group, so you catch you catch one, another one pops up. So ideally you catch four, then four more pop up, and then you do that one more time. Um, with Psyduck, you have to like fish them out of the water with berries and then catch them. And then the new ones spawn in the water again and you have to do the same thing over. And good luck making sure none of them get mad because once they yeah. get mad, you're just like... Oh, I was I was doing a side deck because I, I just wanted to, to complete the Pokedex. And, and at the near the end, when they were all mad at me, the one that spawned was an alpha who was also <laughs> very mad at me. <laughs> I I don't think they're handing out shinies. I don't think that like shiny hunting is ruined. I do think the shiny hunting method is fun. I do think it's easy. Um, I don't know if it's as easy as something as like SOS because SOS was one in two fifty two for odds. SOS was you could set that up like a machine. It was like a set it and forget it type thing. <laughs> yeah, and SOS I think is really easy to explain to somebody. It is yeah. Pick a Pokemon. Wait for it to call in, keep knocking out, switch if you need to. Like, you can get really advanced with SOS, and you can be like, well, false swipe, blepa berry, harvest switch. Like, you can get very advanced with it. But for, um, like, like Irene, she SOS successfully four or five Pokemon, and she didn't know any of those tricks. It was just like, false swipe the first one, knock out the next one, 
look at your watch maybe after 30 minutes you know switch the two around and she got she got a stuffle she got a uh, a rock rough she she, she got yeah. a bunch like it's, it was very easy to do um and i think for the most part let's go pikachu let's go eevee was pretty easy for a lot of people to do i think mass outbreaks is a little more complicated depending on the hunt like example psyduck sucks silcoon sucks like there are some pokemon where if you catch one no matter what they're all getting angry and yeah. you gotta deal with that they have to deal with it. Um, I mean, to be fair, if you can time it right, you can throw a high-level Pokemon in the middle of them, and then as they're all focused on your Pokemon, pick them off one by one, <laughs> which is what I was doing for Pikachu before uh, a YouTuber lied to me, and my Pikachus went away. Not lie to you. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't think that they, they do. Well, the game does give you a free shiny. It gives you a free shiny Ponyta, which is cool. It's whatever. It's nice. Um yeah. I mean, I'm hunting a shiny alpha, so my life is over. I think they're still trying to find that balance of like what is, what is, what is too generous for shinies and what is not generous enough. But also, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because somebody who is into shiny hunting is going to min max the system, right? Like, what is the most efficient way that I can get the most number of shinies ever? Yeah, definitely. And if you're just a person who is playing through the game, which is Probably the majority of Pokemon fans. <laughs> it is it, it it is nice for those people to get maybe one or two while playing through the game and not putting a lot of effort in. For as many people coming into my Twitch streams being like, I'm up to five, I'm up to six, I'm up to seven Chinese. There is an equal amount of people that are like, I've played this game for 40 hours. I haven't seen one. What am I doing wrong? And it's, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. It's It's just luck. And the people who are saying they're getting five, six, seven, they're... They're trying to find them. Yeah. And I, I will say I'm very torn between trying to find them and finish the game because I get real sick of doing that grind real fast. If, and if you like, don't want to burn yourself out, this is what I've been doing because I've also felt like I just want to finish the story, but also like an outbreak is appearing. If you don't want to burn yourself out, this is what I suggest. If you see an outbreak, prioritize it. Just do it. Don't worry about resetting. If you get a shiny, great. If not, you've only you've only spent like five or six minutes. And and the the you you you've probably got that to level ten. Yeah. And you need outbreaks to do that. Outbreaks are anyways. great for completing the Pokedex because yep. if you catch all of them, generally you're going to get a complete on that on that Dex entry, which only serves you good. It's only a good thing. Speaking of bad things. The battle system is bad. And we talked about it a little bit last week. What do you mean by battle system? Like trainer battles or just battling Pokemon in general? Both? Because they're like the same? Okay. I I was I I strongly feel that they were too timid in the implement, implementation of this battle system. I feel like as a company, they're like, we really want to try something new. But if we make it super complicated, it will turn people off. So they went too far in the other way. And it's it's not it's not great. It's not it's just like there. I uh, I mean, I use it, but I'm I'm never <laughs> like we <laughs> I think it's bad for for a lot of reasons. And I, I said this last week and I'll say this, you know, going forward. For, I always will applaud com this company for trying something new. And when they do something new and it works, man, it is a home run. And when they do something new and it doesn't work, it they really like you just you just can't help but think like, 
you did this well before. How did you drop the ball? <laughs> this game wants the battle system to be easy enough for, I think, any new Pokemon fan to jump in. But yeah. I think they fumble the ball so hard and, and actually make it more complicated than it needs to be. Like, like when you first... This is the first Pokemon game where they're like, here's a whole type chart at the beginning, and you can pull it up in your menu at any time. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. every other Pokemon game is, here's a trainer school, and in the trainer school, we're going to teach you about fire, water, and grass. And you're like, okay... Paper, rock, paper, scissors. This makes sense. This game doesn't do that. Here's 18,000 different types. And this, like, no one's looking at this chart. No one, no. When I say no one, I mean no one who is this, this is their first or maybe even second Pokemon game wants to stare at that chart. I've been playing this series for 25 years. I don't want to stare at that chart. Like, I just, I just don't. It, 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 it's. Yeah, I remember, chart, I remember the playing Temtem. never good. I remember playing Temtem for the first time two years ago when it was in beta or alpha. Temtem is like that, you know, wannabe Pokemon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Pokemon clone. And they have, I think, 15 types in that game. And they do the same thing in Temtem. When you start up the game, they're like, here's the type chart. And you're like, I don't know what oil type or technology type is, but apparently th they don't interact. Uh, I guess uh, maybe if I like this game, I'll, uh, I'll eventually memorize it. They, they do the thing of Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which... Initially, I thought this game was going to be no held items, no abilities. Fine. There's so many Pokemon players who go through the game without ever equipping a held item. Totally acceptable. There are so many players. Like, look, I play. I didn't. I don't think I actually understood what Mold Breaker did until like Gen Six. Breaks the mold. <laughs> breaks the mold. Break, yeah, it breaks the mold. And I, I would wager to bet name. anyone who's not super into competitive probably doesn't catch a Pokemon with the intent of, like, this ability is good. Like, they're just like, um, I like Furfru. I, I want this dog Pokemon on my team. What Like, I, I most people probably don't I, even know what Furfru's ability was unless oh, they played so, Ultra so story So storyline players, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I, story think, I, think, I think certain ones they look for. Like, I think every, even casual players, when they have a pickup one time, well, be like, I need a Pokemon with pickup. Like, there's just certain useful game abilities that they do care about, but competitive specific or battle specific abilities, I don't think I would agree that they really don't look for. But overworld useful things, I do think people look for. Sure. Um, like the only one I could really think of that somebody might stick with would be like Mimikyu, because yeah. Mimikyu's ability is very obvious. And like an it's ability, like Ice Cune too. Uh, an ability like Torrent, of like a Piplup or a a, a Feraligatr or something. I w I would assume that like, <laughs> I would assume that people would be would just not know that hey, if your health is below thirty percent, your Water type move is going to do more damage. Again, I my problem with the 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 battle system isn't the lack of abilities and isn't the lack of held items. I think that's fine to remove those two get people to ease into the game. Um, and there's not even EVs in this game. There's, or sorry, IVs. There's just EVs. And yeah. they're doing the EVs kind of similar to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, although maybe a little bit better, where every stat has a stat of 10, and you the alpha Pokemon already have EVs set. Um, that's why they're so much stronger. 
And it, when you catch like 50 Ponyta and you release those 50 Ponyta, you get that grit, I think it's called. And you yeah. give that grit to increase it. So if you're if you're playing through Legends and you're like, man, the wild, why is my level 25 Wurmple losing to a level 5 Benary? It's probably because you didn't give it any of that grit and some of those wild Pokemon have that applied already. And I think that is fine. Again, not my specific problem with the game, although they don't really make that super clear of like why you would want to do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, now you've educated me right now. <laughs> yeah, they don't make it clear at all. They really don't talk about it. They just say, here's grit. No, okay. they talk about the grit. They talk about what it does, but they yeah. don't say, hey, your Pokemon's not going to be any good unless you give it yeah. some of the grit. There's a whole thing about, because uh, Leon interrupts you in, this t- in the town, and he's like, there's stones all over, and stones do different things, and stones are important, and here's some grit. Yeah. But also, I I think that the problem is how they've I think the problem with the battle system is again not not the lack of abilities not the lack of held items not the lack of IVs not the fact that they simplified I actually think simplifying the EVs is probably good as a competitive player I understand like hey Incineroar needs like 68 in special defense and like 110 in speed but also the meta has changed so now we're gonna bump down Incineroar to 80 like I get it like I'm very into that scene right like I've I've I, I hated competitive battling until I understood it and I get it I also understand that the wall to get into competitive battling is very high and I also understand that this game is not a competitive game I think the thing that drives me crazy with the battle system is for somebody who has fully understood the mechanics of Pokemon, this battle system is incredibly frustrating on what is doing what and why stuff is happening. So like last week, we talked about how you can't Swords Dance twice. You can only Swords Dance once. And there are no priority moves. So a move like Aqua Jet should be priority. But it doesn't... It's not priority, but what happens is when you use a move that is supposed to be priority, it then gives you priority for the next turn, which is nowhere explained. And the, the like, you have to hit the Y button to drop down this menu. And the menu is showing who's going first for whatever reason. So it'll be like, Weasel, Parasect, Weasel, Parasect, Weasel, Parasect. And there are instances where... It'll be like, okay, I'm going first, then they're going, then I'm going. And sometimes they'll just go twice. Well, that's kind of explained is if it's if their speed is higher than yours, they go first. And if it's like significantly higher than yours, they may get two attacks. Yeah. They literally say that at the beginning. But but you have no way in battle of figuring that out. So you can't make well, no because it's the magic of being in a world where you don't have all the answers. It's not spreadsheet wars. Well, I mean, it's living you, in a Pokemon world. I mean, you can see if they have it because you can bring up the turn order. True, but I'm I'm saying sometimes the turn order is like me, you, me, you, me, you, and they're not using agile style, and they're sometimes taking two turns. So it, it's like me, me, you, but y- y- yes. It's like it's like the Aqua Jet thing, right? Like nowhere does Aqua Jet tell you that your next time is going to be boosted. You just do it, and then the next time you have a slight boost because you use that move. I mean, one thing I would like changed is I would like 
because what's happening, and I know what you're talking about, is when they do something that gives them an extra turn, you can't look at the turn order again until it's your turn. Yes. It is not visible. Yes, correct. So without it being there, it makes it feel confusing about what just happened. And since you passed that moment in the turn order, you don't get to see it. I would like to be able to see the turn order outside of my menu so that I can see what's happening to make more sense of what's just happened in this battle. They're, they they don't do that. So it does sometimes feel like, what just happened? Why did they get two? Because when I looked at the turn order, that wasn't going to happen. There's also... <laughs> there's all, I, I purposely got in a fight with three Zubats, and... You can you can hit the LR or whatever to pick which Zubat. And then if you look at the turn order, it'll say you, I'll say Buizel, and it'll say Zubat, 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 Buizel. Which which Zubat? I don't know which one is going first. So, so you can be in a situation where it's you, Zubat, you, Zubat, 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 and you're like, well, if I knock out the one Zubat that's supposed to go next, I get to go again. So I was like, I see the strategy. I see what they're trying to do. But when I'm selecting, I don't know which of the three Zubats is the one Zubat that is supposed to go first. So the only thing I, I have found in that is the one that you have highlighted, like the one that you have targeted, their panel turns red. So you get the blue, and then the one that you have targeted is red, and then the other two are blank. They'll be the the blank background. And if you change the targeting, you should be able to see, oh, I'm now targeting this one, and then their line should turn red in the turn order. It's not particularly intuitive. Mm. But you should be able to switch the targets and see by which gets the red background, which is in what order. Mm. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. And I generally just am like, Whatever, I don't care. And I, I, I'm don't just gonna... I don't think the agile strong style is also a problem. When I when I first saw it, I thought of Bravely Default, and I'm gonna use a Bravely Default. I'm gonna for those that haven't played Bravely Default, I'm gonna explain that game a little bit because I think that this game if they just copied Bravely Default one to one, it would have been incredible. It it seems like they copied somebody's homework, but they like missed question one. So then they like wrote like like they wrote the well, wrong answer for the next like 10. They couldn't it's that thing where you can't copy it directly so you try to paraphrase it in your own way and yeah. you make it worse. <laughs> so in in Bravely Default, the game is called Bravely Default because you have two options. You can brave or you can default during a battle. If you decide to brave, you can brave anywhere up to 1 to 4 times. So what you can do is you can attack 4 times in a row, which is Brave, 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 and now you're attacking four times in a row. But what that means is your opponent, if they survive, you have to wait now four turns because you you opted to use all your four turns up front, and they get four turns. Sound familiar? This is exactly like the brave and agile system. So you can also default. So if you choose to default, you can default one to four times. So you can say default, default. Now you have... You, now you have reserved yourself two turns. So if the next turn you want to brave one, two, three, four times, you're negative two plus four. So now you're only losing two turns because you defaulted twice, but then braved four. Um, and when you do brave, you're actually like in a defense mode. So you can still take damage. You just don't take as much because you're like 
defaulting. You mean default pausing default your turn mode? Um, and it's really great. And you, why it's so great is because when you're grinding, uh, creatures in Bravely Default, you go well. There's only two creatures in front of me. I'm going to brave, 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 brave. I'm going to just brave. And two hits, knock that out. Two hits, knock that out. Battle over. But in a boss battle, or maybe in this game, an alpha battle, you might not want to brave four times because that might not be enough to knock out, like, the alpha Ursa Ring. And now you're giving alpha Ursa Ring four turns in a row to knock you out. They could have just done that. And they, they didn't. They didn't have to do like plus four, minus four, all right. that stuff. But it's it's so close to that, but not nearly as good and yeah. not nearly as fun. I mean, I, I I do think there are hidden benefits to it. They just don't. They don't seem to matter enough to make the system. Uh, that's interesting. Pretty much what I was gonna say. It's to me, it's very similar to held items and abilities. I will probably never do an Agile or a Strong. I'm just not putting that much effort into figuring out how that's going to work. But if, you, if, you're, if you're in a battle with... Um, if you're in a battle with an Ursa Ring, right? And you use a Fighting-type move, and the move does ha- uh, like 40%, you would, you would know that the next turn, if you just use the same move and then just applied Strong Style with it, it will probably finish it. Sure, if I was overthinking things or actually planning <laughs> through... I just keep pressing buttons until something happens. And then the other the other thing with the battle system, and again, I'm going to tie this back to Bravely Default because it just does it so much better, is, and I don't need Pokemon to be Bravely Default, but like, you, you introduce a system in this game where you're walking around in the world and you can get into a battle with like two Psyduck and... Here, I'll give you I'll give you a, a better example. I was running to another area of the map and a shiny Drifloon popped up out of nowhere. Awesome. I went to go in, in interact with that shiny Drifloon. And while I started that battle with the shiny Drifloon, a Staravia decided to join and like a Skaroopy decided to join. So the game puts you in a situation where it's one versus three. And the battle system doesn't really give you anything to work with in that situation because i talked about that turn order before so what you can what you can do is you can just choose to ignore everything and keep throwing pokeballs at the Drifloon, or you can try to knock out the scurvy and then the Staravia, and then keep throwing pokeballs but there's nothing like surf or rock slide mm-hmm. or yeah. or there's no spread discharge. attacks yeah they no opted to get rid of all the spread attacks but they didn't opt to get rid of multiple battles. I have no problem with multiple battles. They're just not interesting in any way. And they've done multiple battles before. In Sun and Moon, all of the totem battles are two versus one. Well, but we can blame this on the legions of people, I won't name names, but they probably (laughs) live in Scotland, who complained of like, well, how come when I use Earthquake, it doesn't hit me if it's hitting everything else around here? And now their Pokemon company is like, oh, well, we can't do these spread moves because clearly the player is on the field. So if they Earthquake, it's going to hurt the player himself. Oh, uh, that herself. still happens. <laughs> that still happens. And so so they got rid of spread moves for whatever reason, but they incur- they they have, hey, five Pokemon can join this battle. But they've done this before. So like, 
you have totem Pokemon in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, where it's 1v2. And then in X and Y and Omega Ruby, you have five Pokemon in front of you. But they've also made the change that you can throw Pokeballs when there are multiple Pokemon. Yeah, and that's a good change. You could not do in those games. But I just wish if five people joined the party, I should be able to throw out my other Pokemon and be like, let's let's do this. My whole squad's here. Okay. Now I'm going to tie. I agree. Now I'm going to tie this back to Bravely Default. So in Bravely Default. If you're walking around the overworld, and in Bravely Default, you can see the creatures around the overworld, because Pokemon was one of the last JRPGs in the entire world to have creatures walking around the overworld, you can kite, you can you can get creatures to follow you into other creatures. So if I'm in Bravely Default and I see a scorpion, it probably has a name because it's some monster, I'll just call it, and you, scorpion's now following you, I'm going to follow in, I'm going to walk this scorpion to another scorpion, I'm going to walk this scorpion to another scorpion, and now instead of battling one scorpion, I'm battling three scorpions. And what Bravely Default does is, you opted, you made the choice to battle three instead of one. We're going to give you more experience. We're going to give you more rewards. You've made it harder for yourself. Good luck. And I think Pokemon trainers want that. They want a game where, like, if I make choices and I want to make Mm -hmm. it difficult, I did that. And in this game... I can get three Zubats to fight me. I get zero benefit from those three yeah. Zubats. There's no reason there besides the, I guess, the challenge. It's not challenging. It's not challenging to fight the three Zubats. But it's you just can, annoying. You can catch three Zubats, right? Catch, catch, catch. <laughs> yeah, you can catch, catch, catch. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I mean, you get experience for the three, but it's not you know, The only real answer, and th- what I do in these situations, like let's say I roll up on a Geodude and a nosy Zubat flies in and he's like, I want in on this too. I say, get out of <laughs> here, out. you nosy Zubat! And I mean, that's as much uh, as I do. Yeah. The... <sighs> like, I just, I still don't understand why they got rid of, like, Discharge or, like, Surf. Like, in in the sense... You can stand behind the Zubat and rock throw, and you will get hit by the rock throw. So (laughs) I think it would be more interesting where your Pokemon can only hold four moves. So if you want to hold Earthquake, but you also want to hold Mudslap, because Mudslap, they're both ground-type moves. Mudslap hits one, Earthquake hits everything. Then then you're making more... I don't even think it's complex, but you're 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 saying like I want these two moves because of these two situations and let let it have it have it where yeah. hey earthquake does hit everything. It doesn't do as much damage as maybe single a single target move, but also if you're using a move like earthquake or you're moving using a move like discharge, your trainer has to actually stand farther back. You have to move your trainer. The trainer yeah. moving around in the world is like a very nice gimmick, but that's all it is. It's just a gimmick. Once you like move around after the first like five battles, you're like I- Cool. Well, it I g- makes me feel like I'm in yeah, the world. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice gimmick. I enjoy it. But again, I think they stepped too far back from what the system could be out of safety and like, we don't want to push this too far. And I think for people who are very experienced with Pokemon games, we feel that that how far we are away from where we were very strongly. Yeah. Because it's gorgeous to be able to toss my Pokemon out, run off to the side and have them fight. And that's so fluid. But then I feel like, and the animations look great. 
I want all my things. I want to be able to hit these four Pikachu with one move. I want to be able to do all the things that I could do in my other games here. And I'm stopped for not a great reason. Like, it's not clear why they did it this way. And so it feels like, oh. Well, well, no, I'd I'd say that, like, for all of these types of things, they probably had to do an evaluation of a spectrum of realism of i am in the world which we haven't had before because yeah. there's always been like there's this weird barrier between me and my pokemon versus how the moves work and operate based on tradition of how they move and operate and you know for you guys you feel like they went too far on the realism side rather than having to explain oh when your Pokemon uses Earthquake, there's like a cone behind or something like that, which they could have done. But then yeah. once again, that's that much more complexity for a a new style yeah. of game that people have yeah. to learn. Yeah, I, I, I do think experienced people find the battle system, find find the parts that are missing from the battle system more readily. I, I do feel it. When I'm like, I want to be able to use Discharge and it's just not available. I don't want to have to fight all these Zubats singly. I don't have these options. Whereas a new player probably does not have that concern at all. Yeah, I, I think though, and some of the pushback is like, well, it's not a competitive game. I get that. But like, Sword and Shield doesn't slam in your face that it's a competitive game, right? But Sword and Shield lowered the barriers to entry so much for competitive people that you have to start somewhere. I, as a Pokemon fan, always came to Pokemon from like Red and Blue, Gold and Silver, Diamond and Pearl. Like the battling is what brought me to Pokemon. And I didn't switch that. And then Black and White is like, I want to try to take this seriously. I just don't understand it enough. And people helped me build teams. And I went, that's where Will and I met. We met at like a tournament. Um, and then that the competitive battling in the video game got me into competitive battling in the TCG. And then in X and Y, I, I slowly stopped caring about the battling because it was kind of so much the same. And I then got more into like the catching. And then Sun and Moon was like, I want to complete my Pokedex. So I definitely like changed as a trainer where like the the battle system in the original Pokemon games, me being like a 10 year old, a 12 year old seeing Ash battle, like I wanted to I wanted to be like the world's greatest trainer. Right. Mm -hmm. And then very quickly realized there's way many people out there that are better than battling than I am. And now as a trainer, I like the collection aspect. And then because Sword and Shield was so good with the battling. I got back into battling to a point where, like, I understand EVs, I understand IVs, I understand turn order, I understand how to, like, build a team to, like, have synergy with each other. And so it's hard for me to be like, well, Legends is the best Pokemon game ever. I don't think it is. I think it's an incredibly good Pokemon game. I think it's incredibly fun. I think it's worth the $60. I, even with the battle system being bad, I still think 100% every Pokemon fan should go out and buy this game, except... If you, the main reason you like Pokemon games is battling. And that's, that's why yeah. I'm being so hard in the battle of sense, because I cannot say this is the best Pokemon game ever, because if your favorite part of Pokemon is battling, this game does not do it. It just I mean, doesn't. I, I hope that they keep this sort of fluid into battle in the overworld 
going forward, but with the battle advancements that we're used to in like Sword and Shield. Yeah. Like I want to be able to move in and out of battles as freely in future games as I can in Arceus, but I want more of the the spread moves and the things that I'm used to in battling in future games. I kind of want like I really like the fact that it's so smooth to jump into battle. I just toss it and it boof. It's like what would happen in the real world and I it feels great. I just want my rich pool of moves back. So like for for Pokemon Legends Victini, they can yeah. just like make it <laughs> yeah. slightly more complex because it's like all right, everybody learned Arceus yeah. the basics. Now we're going to just dial up the complexity a little bit more. I, I and I think it's I think it's close. I, I, the ease of getting into battle, the ease of leaving battle, the 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 weirdness of like taking a move like surf I don't even know if Surf is in the game, um, but like only single like I, again, they, if they did the bravely default thing of, hey, you can choose to battle one Geodude at a time, but if you want to get three Geodudes in here, we're going to give you more experience, more rewards. We're going to make it harder for you. You've got to think about the move choices a little bit better. Maybe you'll bring different Pokemon um, like they're really close to what other mm -hmm. JRPGs are doing. Persona 5 is another great example. There is a balance between battling six Zubats and battling an Alpha and battling a boss. And I wouldn't really consider Alpha's bosses. But again, I think of games like Persona 5. I think of games like Bravely Default where there are strong creatures in the overworld that are not bosses. And you do need a good... Like, I sh like there is nothing interesting... And this is this is this goes back to why I think Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is a great game. They added more trainers in Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu versus Pokemon Yellow, right? So you go into Viridian Forest, there's a bunch of trainers. You go your way to Celadon, there's a bunch of trainers. There's more trainers than there were in the past game. But you're not battling Pikachus, you're not battling Weedles, you're not battling Caterpies, you're just catching them. And I think Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee has a great balance of like, hey, if you want a trainer battle, it's there. If you want a wild Pokemon battle, it's there. And I get, I do get pushback of like, I miss battling wild Pokemon. Why? What, what do you miss about it? Do you miss one-shotting Pikachus over and over and over again? Because it... it Wait, I get to battle Pokemon. What's... <laughs> I don't think inherently there is inter anything interesting about battling wild Pokemon. If I want to battle, I want to battle a trainer who normally has two or three Pokemon, who normally has a strategy. Even on yeah. early routes... Like, a really good example of this is in Sun and Moon, when you make it right outside the first trial of Sun and Moon, there's, like, a really rich trainer. And I can't remember what she's using. She might be using, like, a mill tank or, or something pretty basic. It doesn't matter what she's using. But most people cannot one-shot her. And so you get her down to, like, one HP, and then she just uses a max potion. And then you're like, what? And then you like get her down to one HP again, and she uses a max potion. And this girl has like unlimited max potions because her like username is like Rich Beauty Five Two Four. Like, like all of the trainers in most Pokemon games have a strategy. the The difference is you probably knock them out before they even use the strategy. And it's the same for gym leaders too. Like they all have a strategy. Like if you let uh, what's that dude's name? Not Iris, the eighth gym leader in black and white. The Drayden. Dryden? Dryden? 
Well, it's either it's Drayden, Drayden or, or Iris, Dryden. depending on your yeah. version of the game. Like, if you let him set up, oh, he's he's setting up, and he's probably going to beat you. Like, he has a specific strategy, and if you don't stop it, you will be stopped by him. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't stop it, he will stop you. But wild Pokemon don't have that strategy, right? Like, and I think that's why the alpha Pokemon stand out to me as, like, fun why non-trainer battles is because they are super strong and before you encounter them you have to think like okay do i want to knock this out do i want to catch it they're like they're like i remember the first time i attacked that parasect i was level 25 was my strongest pokemon and my other pokemon were like 22 23 and the parasect was 40 15 levels above and i was like i'm gonna go in i'm gonna hope that i hit it with a thunder wave it's gonna one i know it's gonna one shot me I am going to send out another Pokemon. I'm going to hope I hit, hit it with Hypnosis. And now I know in like three or four turns that status condition is going to clear because that's how status conditions work in this game. So I, I'm on a time limit to catch this, but I'm also on a time limit that it's going to one-shot everything. That is great. And that's what these other JRPGs have been doing for years, like uh, Persona 5, Bravely Default, etc. The other battles, again, in Persona 5 and Bravely Default, yeah, they exist, but they exist in like a millisecond because you're you're just knocking them out right away and you're moving on. And they have the speed up features and they have like the brave, 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 brave feature where it's like these battles are so useless and they're they're just filler and they're just for you to get experience. And Pokemon has an alternative to that now. And th the alternative was in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. It's just called catching them and moving on. We don't need to battle 800 Pikachus. We already know that we're just going to bulldoze it over and over again. So instead of going through the, okay, we started the battle. I got to select bulldoze. We, I got to watch you faint. I got to move on. Let me just catch. Like, I don't need to battle garbage wild Pokemon. I don't, eh, but I would like to battle alphas and I would like to battle trainers. You can just catch. Right. Pokemon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't have to battle them. Um, I enjoy Look, the battles. I like there, seeing the animations. There are valid reasons for people who like battling wild Pokemon for them liking liking it. And like it doesn't hurt me to have them there. Uh so like I could be over it. Like I am over grinding on mobs in most games. But a <laughs> lot of people enjoy seeing like that gives them a sense of wonder of the world. You run into these things, they they attack, they have certain moves that are standard that like, kind of gives you interest about, about what they are. Like There are reasons to do it, and whether or not you find them compelling or not is entirely on you. Um, I think what I'm saying is, I, if, if, you're, if you're reasoning because you want to battle wild Pokemon is because you like to battle, then the solution the game should give you is battles that mean something, and that's usually normally a trainer battle versus just a random battle in Viridian Forest. And that's I why mean, I'm saying... that's what you like. That's why I'm saying Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee did that good well because they increased the amount of trainers because they knew that there were not any wild battles. Right. But there are also people who found the game lacking because there weren't wild Pokemon battles. Yeah, and but I, I just I think don't... those people are wrong. Like, Yeah, I mean, you could think that they're wrong because it doesn't appeal to you, but it appeals to them. There is something <laughs> about that interaction that they enjoy. There is something about the interaction of people doing hunts in Final Fantasy XIV that is completely lost on me. 
don't know why you want to do those. I don't know why people do them, but they're <laughs> there and they do it. I, it's not for me to say, hey, this is dumb. You should remove it from the game because clearly there's a lot of people that like it. I just think that Pokemon in particular could be better at ways to avoid those other than you have to spend money on super repels. And one of the ways of doing that is having things in the overworld that you can dodge. Yeah. And if you there's three of them, you should be able to hit all three or be rewarded yeah. for whatever. Yes. Yes. Like I said, I, I, don't, I don't think the battle system... The battle system doesn't detour, 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 de push away. Deter. Deter. <laughs> detour the game. Something's getting detoured. It doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the game. It takes it, okay, it lowers the score. Like, I give the game a solid B+. Like, it's not an A-plus game because of these things that I find missing. But it is a, it is a B-plus experience for me and that is a rare game these days yeah i think i i do think the core things that make a pokemon game a pokemon game really come down to catching and collecting pokemon and battling pokemon like i don't yeah. think eight gyms need makes a pokemon game i don't think as much as i like ribbons and marks i don't think ribbons and marks make a pokemon game as much as i don't as as much as some people like breeding i don't think breeding needs to be in a pokemon game although i do would i would argue to I, say that it is it is a very I important part of pokemon so game. hard in this game i want it so bad <laughs> i don't think abilities and held items need to be in a pokemon game i don't need i don't think growing berries need to be in a pokemon game but i do think that catching and collecting needs to be in a pokemon game and i do think battling needs to be in a pokemon game and the battling in this game is very weak yeah I agree that it is a it is a weaker point of the game. Very intro level. But the second area is the best area because it has Budu in it. So I will hear, hear nothing wait, more. No. Wrong. Nothing because more. Because one thing that you said <laughs> on Sunday, which you shouldn't have because it was talking about the second area when we were supposed to only be talking about up to Cleavor, was they've put me in this area with all of these high ridges that I can't get around. I can't. Uh -huh. Dag, nabbit, I hate that. I cannot get anywhere in that area. <laughs> I'm area? so tired. Yes, yeah. I'm so tired of it. And it's very, very brown. And I just. It is very brown. I don't care about the brown. I don't care. It's just like, it's just so annoying that they. Don't worry. I've played enough of this climb. game to know how weird your glitches through cliffs at this point. Where it's like, <laughs> if I hit the cliff at this angle at this speed, he will go up it. I I don't know if that's a glitch because one of the first errors that er, quote errors I saw in the game was a Stantler standing in midair because it had decided to <laughs> jump away from me, but then turn around. I've seen that too. Well, it's the it is the Looney Tunes philosophy of gravity as but long as Stantler doesn't and weird look down, have anti-grav powers that's they all that well is. they have psychic abilities so this is probably getting a little ahead but i think the so the it's pokedex is too very long this is probably the last point i will say the pokedex is 240 when i got to the second area i was so excited and there are new pokemon in the second area um there's like that's for the first time you see Badoo and roselia um, well, that's like poison. Lots of poison. And I think somebody at Game Freak 
They, they we we they've been working on the games for a long time. Bless their souls. Hopefully they get a great retirement plan. But whoever is obsessed with Zubat and Geodude, please retire them. Like get them <laughs> off oh, the cricket team. <laughs> Cricketot. There is no need for Cricketots all over the place. But I think a new contender has happened. They were like, you know what? Paris needs the spotlight. We Ugh. like there. He's on every map, and he's very aggressive. And there is too mm-hmm. much Paris in this game. And I just can't, I can't. I can't handle it anymore. It's the new Geo dude. Like, look, look. As somebody who's working at the Pokemon Company or Game Freak, we know you listen to the show. If you're going to keep giving us Zubats and Geodudes and Parises, at least give us Galarian forms of them. At least let us, like, Hisuian <laughs> yeah. forms. Galarian, let, let us look at something new. Well, I mean, we did get a lowland Geodude, Well, so. put him on the island, then. Yeah. Like, get rid of the old. Give us the, the lowland Geodude. He's, uh, give us something different here. Ending point here is the, the first area is so great. And so rich and such an amazing experience. And the second area, uh, a little muddy, a little brown. You start you, a little uh, Paris everywhere. The third area, a little bit better in Pokemon choices. The fourth area, we ran out of Pokemon because uh, we're giving you the same ones again. And I think that's where, like, that's where a bigger Dex would have fixed this. I disagree with that about the fourth area the fourth area is shinx galore and i've been seeing shinx for three areas i I don't want to talk about why i disagree with that because it's a big spoiler for that area oh there is a lot of shinx though when you walk into the area there there is a lot of shinx when you start but i i the what the fourth area does is is interesting yeah and i don't i i don't want to spoil why I think it's I think it's a better design than you're giving it credit. But for. if the Pokedex was bigger, we would not it's, be having. Yeah, if the Pokedex was bigger, we would still have Bidoofs everywhere. <laughs> so let's true. Let's True. not say we, that we they are good the at way, the that, mind of the game. Yeah, freak. it's yeah. also it's like slightly weird. Like Murkrow comes out at night on the second area, and like not really anywhere else. And it's like, why do you keep giving me like? There's other night Pokemon. Like, why is it not Paris during the day, Spinarak at night, or something? It's I don't know. It's. There's some uh, there's slightly weird choices. Uh, yeah, uh, a bigger Pokédex would have helped some. Yes. I don't I don't think knowing that when we had what how many did we have in Sun and Moon potentially? 320. I think for the first Pokédex 400 for Ultra. You still had giant swaths of Zubats and stuff oh, yes. like you don't have to run mine. Like, <laughs> you still have a mil- like a a bigger Pokedex does not alter the fact that they really like ha- not having great biodiversity. Tentacles and tentacruels. I think a yes. bigger Pokedex, in the sense of this game breaks it, this game breaks down into five areas, and there are no routes, there are no cities, and sure there can be some overlap. Obviously, there's only so much you can do with water, so much you can do at night, so much you can do with caves. But if instead of having Gosh, how many routes are in Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl? Like a hundred. <laughs> but having each area with a more unique selection of Pokemon, so by the time you get to the fourth or fifth area, you're just like, because because you are I, at least for me, 
I'm like excited to go to a new area because I'm excited to see new Pokemon. And when you first walk yeah. into Area Four and all you're seeing are Shinx and um, Mothams, you're like, "Well, this isn't exciting." Yeah. And yes, Area Four has some great Pokemon in the back, but it it opens weak. I will agree with that. Also, don't do what I did, which is ignore the mission to set up the second camp in the swamp area. <laughs> Until you oh, no. play the that game immediately. <laughs> yes, I forgot. I didn't even. I didn't even notice it on the map, and it wasn't until today that I'm like, "That is such an easy mission, too, because it's like throw a pokeball, throw a pokeball, throw a pokeball, <laughs> done." Yeah, I didn't even see it on the map. It wasn't until today that I got the second camp in the swamp area. So I, I just spaced it. Um. I think we should wrap up here. Another yeah. just uh, great part. Another great part here. Mass release. That's a thing. I'm not 100% sure how to unlock it. Uh, I know the box system. As long as the boxes keep filling, um, more boxes will start opening. That's just like in other Pokemon games. Yeah. The game will actually straight up tell you if your boxes are full. Um, I believe it's 29 boxes, 30 Pokemon per box. I believe that's 890 Pokemon. Um, I filled my boxes uh, very quickly because I catch a lot. Uh, the game will not let you catch anymore, and then in the bottom corner, I think it's the right-hand corner, it will say your your pasture is full, and it will keep linking that at you. Um, yeah. So that's a great feature. Uh, um, there is no way some... to search for alphas or shinies, so I would highly recommend people to mark, use the marks in a way, like, there are no IVs in this game. I know some people are still on boomer mode for using mark the marking system for IVs. There are no <laughs> IVs in this game. Mark your shinies as, like, stars. Um, and that way you can just search by star, find all your shinies, and put mm. them in a box. You can also... I just mark my al alphas as the red circle, because I don't know, red eyes. So you can find all your alphas very quickly, so you don't accidentally release them. They did... Do two great things as well. One, the shininess appears in the name of the Pokemon. That's incredible for accessibility. Pokemon games and I think just Nintendo games in general are so bad at accessibility. So this is a great step for people who are yes. colorblind um, or people who maybe can't hear the sparkles or whatnot. Uh, so that's in the name. The other thing is when you try to release a shiny in a box, it will tell you that it's a special Pokemon. So an mm. another great thing yeah. to do. Um I can't. Oh gosh, I I don't mean to do this, but because we brought up boxes, they do the they do the the when you catch a new Pokemon, it goes to the front of the the box. Yeah, I hate and it. And it's the they did this in Diamond and Pearl. It's the worst. Yeah, in Sword it. and Shield or most Pokemon games in the past, I think almost all the Pokemon games until we got to Diamond and Pearl. When you caught a Pokemon, it would go into the box that was selected. So if I'm on box twenty and I start catching those Pokemon, go into box twenty and then they fill from twenty to twenty one mm. to twenty two. In this game, if I have a single spot in box three and then box four, five, and six are all filled, whatever I catch will go into that single spot and it, it makes it impossible to find stuff if you're not using the search feature at all. So I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know why they decided to change this. It is awful because if you're trying to build a living dex, don't do it in the first like five boxes because they're just going to fill in the blanks. You have to like move it to like box five or whatever. It's because Google. Yeah, it it is it is it is some two steps forward, one step backwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe you unlock mass at some point. If you talk to the pasture people, they say, "Oh, you can now release." Yeah. they let you know when you can now release, and it is surprisingly well done. Yes, 
And it is great that if you try to mass release and there's a shiny in the bunch, it will yell at you. Yeah, it will yell at you. Um, I still think Pokemon Go has the best system for signifying that it's a shiny before you even tap on it, like letting you know it's a shiny, like whatever Game Freak is doing, just look at what Pokemon Go is doing because they figured out how to throw away Pokemon very well in that game. Yeah, because it's very important to do. (laughs) And it's very important to see that it's a like. The one thing I think would really make it great is you can see it's you can see it's a shiny in the circle, but again, for people who are colorblind, you have to like hit the start button like twice to like toggle it and stuff. And they put the shinies in the in the pasture specifically. They put the star on a white background, and the star is like gray. It's kind of hard to see if if mm. your eyes aren't great. Um, so it'd be nice if there was a symbol on top of the Pokemon in the pasture. Like in Pogo, their symbol is in the upper right, left-hand corner, I think. Um, so they're close. They're, they've gotten much better. The like the shiny being in the name is is fantastic, and it's it's great yep. they finally got there. Yep. I, that's all I got. I mean, obviously, I can keep going for another hour, but we'll save it for the next episode. Still enjoying the game, though. Still think, if you're still on the fence, like I said, the only reason you probably wouldn't want to pick up this game is if the if battling is your favorite part of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, that's probably the only yeah. reason why you might be not pick it up. If you like collecting, if you like exploring, if you like the story of Pokemon, if you like the lore of Pokemon, um, if you like discoverability, hundred percent worth it. Yeah. It's a great, it is a great, great game with some minor drawbacks. Yeah. It's not a perfect game, but it is, it is well worth the money. And if you tell me the graphics are good, go to the third area and catch any water type Pokemon and come back to me and tell me the graphics are good because I can graphics count are fine. every single pixel on the Pokeball in that water. It is, uh, I don't know who made that or who thought that was okay or why the raft looks like it's ripped out of a Super Nintendo game. But man, this game looks bad at times. <laughs> at times. At times. Well, that lava was not flowing the way lava should flow, I'll tell you that much. Look, it's fantasy lava. The fact that you can stand next to it at all is a miracle. Do that in Very Hawaii true. and see how far you get. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've never seen lava in real life, but I'm going to tell I you. I have, and it, it's, it is terrifying. Like but it's not only that, but you have to stand like a kilometer away. <laughs> yeah, like, from where you have to stand, it looks pixelated to be safe, so be happy. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube... Feel free, please uh, let us know your thoughts of the game in the comments below. We had a lot of comments last. It was great to hear what people loved about the game. It was great to hear what people didn't like about the game. Uh, do that again. I mean, the game's been out for a week now. Let us know what you liked about it in the comments below. Let us know what you wish was better in the comments below. If you're just listening to the audio version on Spotify or Apple or anything, thank you. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. Uh, it is a fresh month. Uh, it is February 2nd. We're recording this. This should go up February 3rd. So a uh, perfect time to sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-E-S-T. Uh, we're almost at 500 patrons. I think we ended uh, January with like 490. So you too could be number 500. Uh, but we have a lot of rewards over there. Gets you access to Just our Just like the community. upcoming episode. Gets you, uh, gets you ad-free episodes. Gets you bonus episodes, all that stuff. Really supports us. Um, so if you want to do that, that would be great. Otherwise, um, I don't know if the, I I think we'll do like our final thoughts slash impressions next Thursday. 
Um, so when this is coming out on Thursday, final impressions, thoughts next Thursday, and then we'll just have a normal episode on like Monday because we do have Pokemon news we need to cover. Okay. So we can't spend all. Oh, of, I see what you're saying. Okay, we can't do all of Monday for Legends. We'll do some Legends, obviously. Probably half the show will be Legends, and then half the show will just be like garbage. Did you see those new plushes? <laughs> Did you hear about that Lunar New Year in Pokemon Go? Did you hear about the Valentine's Day event in Masters? Uh, uh save your thoughts for monday <laughs> oh man I, i'm mad at my poll right I, you brought back bitter memories of my poll today I'm so mad <laughs> so we will see you all on monday and then like the final impressions thoughts will probably be next thursday so two episodes this week two episodes next week um but thank you for listening if you want to follow will on twitter at washing the sink greg on twitter at white wing i'm on twitter at dragging a lake uh, we are doing a switch L- oled giveaway um, that's on socials. That should be in the in the um, podcast show notes. That should be on the pinned comment on YouTube. Completely free to enter. Ends on February 18th, I think. And then a copy of Legends as well. So two t- technically two giveaways. One, the Gleam is for the OLED. Just retweeting the tweet is for um, entering to win the copy of Legends. Do whatever you want with the copy. If you already have it, give it to a friend. Give it to your mom. Grandma, I hear, would love this game. So, Anyways... This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super shiny Alpha Badu. If you have one, give it to me. <laughs> Make my dreams come true. This show is supported by Patreon. A shout out to all our producers who support our show at a high level, starting with Steven, Sean, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, Ryan, Evan, Ryan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Smash, Gray, Dylan, Carlos, and Alvaro. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like your name read at the end of the show or you just want to support, it's super effective. You can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or ISE.cash in order to support the show if you want to. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.